Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last night. night. The anti-slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It is the anti-slut shaming <laughs> podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm a Christina. Oh, it's an Italian accent. It's a Mario and Luigi. Yeah. It's a me, a Mario. Oh, I miss Mario Kart. I got to break out that <laughs> N64. Speaking of breaking things out to make you feel like you're back in as a child because you missed your childhood because adult life is hard. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by Talkspace. The online therapy company. For as little as 32 bucks a week, you can work with an experienced licensed therapist handpicked just for you. On Talkspace, you could send text, audio, and video messages to your therapist and talk about your life, work, work through what's keeping you up at night, or just work on a feel, feeling a little happier. To sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And to show your support for our podcast, use code GWF to get $30 off your first month. That's GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Come see us live. (laughs) Friday, March 17th. It is the St. Patrick's Day edition, but not really. It was just happens to fall on that day of Nacho Bitches. Bless you, ma'am. Oh, boy. Uh, 11.15 p.m. Me, Blair Saki, you. Uh, Leave the beer at home, maybe? Possibly not intoxicated fully. I mean, I don't know. Just there, leave some beer for other people. Um, <laughs> use code Nacho for $10 tickets. Uh, and then the next day, if you want to also come and get over your hangover. I'll be at Don't Tell Mamas at some time for like an LGBT thing. We're raising money for new alternatives. I really, you, I really you know? should have gotten more information on that, but you know. It'll- You'll figure it out. You'll find a way <laughs> to find the link. March 24th, which is also a Friday, is Glamour Puss, hosted by myself and Wendy Starling. It's at 7.30 p.m. at Zinc Bar in the West Village, 82 West 3rd Street. Um, tickets are $15. You have to be 21 and up. Sorry, but it's a really pretty jazz bar and we have really funny comics and it'll be the best night of your life. So you choose, you know, come to our tour shows Uh, Thursday, April 13th. We are in Boston at the Wilbur. I know we've been saying this for a while, but for real, like tickets are almost sold out. So we don't want to see crying face emojis if you get sold out. Just buy a ticket now. It's not that expensive. If not, you'll have to go to Chicopee, Massachusetts, Friday, April 14th. We're going to be at the Hookie Lao. And then Austin, Texas, April 20th through the 22nd, we'll be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And Houston, Texas, Sunday, April 23rd, Warehouse Lives. Las Vegas, Nevada, Thursday, May 18th through Saturday, May 20th. We're at the Crapshoot Comedy Festival. We're doing the Guys We Fucked Experience show and then multiple stand-up shows as well. Milwaukee. Hey, we're coming at you Friday, June 2nd. We're going to be at the Paps Theater. Chicago, Illinois. We are back Saturday, June 3rd. We're doing the fourth annual 
what is it? Fourth annual, 26th That's annual? What, I thought it was the Onion Festival, but they labeled it as a fourth annual, 26th annual. Oh, I think the Onion well, you know, trying uh-huh. to be funny and yeah. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> anyway, we like them still. Uh, two shows, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. at Thalia Hall. I just got a text saying I want a happy hour at Irish Exit. I have not been to that bar since I was in college. How the fuck did this chick get my number? Who, who'd you win it from? Hey, Christina, it's Chelsea at Irish Exit. I want to let you know you want a happy hour. You drink free and friends get specials. Text me back for details. Did she, did she spell your name correctly? (sighs) She did. That was nice of her. Oh, okay. So maybe she really knows you. She should pre-order our book if she does. <laughs> hey, look at those segues for days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, we announced it last week. We're still very excited about it. We're in the number one position uh, on a lot of, in a lot of great categories, such as feminist theory. Yeah. Uh, psychology Psych- and humor. Which I'm like, wow. They're, but okay. then also... Do we this, deserve that category? The, the, you're gonna, the next one, we oh, were number what? one also in medical psychology. Oh, no. Then, what is happening to the world? And I was frightened for the future. So You guys crashed our website. That's so cool. It's badass. It is. On the flip side, our web designers did say you had the economy version of traffic. Oh, <laughs> so it was like 10 people. traffic. <laughs> Mark was like, uh, can I upgrade from the economy website? And I was like, you can. I was like, how much is this going to set us back? And he goes, $11.80 for the oh, year. Fuck. And I go, I'm going to okay that without even running it by Christina. You know, you can't okay that expense. Didn't expect you guys to have double digit numbers traffic <laughs> on your website. So upgrade for a dollar and maybe we can do it. Yeah. And if you order, you pre-order the book, you order website sorry about last night comedy.com slash book and it'll tell you all of the places you can pre-order it with links icons are are linked to the to the place you pre-order but then if you want us to shout you out on the podcast if you pre-order go back to our website and fill out that little form submit it to us and then we'll have your name handy and we'll shout you out yeah on an episode of guys we fucked so but if I you're mean, doing it in privacy, like if this is like a shame purchase, you should not be ashamed. But number you should one, be reading the book. You got to read the book. Good steps. You're going in a good direction. <laughs> I like where this is going. And then number two, don't submit because we'll we'll say your name out loud. Uh, <laughs> anyway, want your news waiting for you when you wake up in the morning? Yeah, God damn it. Before you pick up that book, want to yeah. read it in five to 10 minutes? Wow, I can. Want it to be unbiased and stick to the facts? If only. Then sign up for The Skim. The Skim is a daily newsletter with style and no BS delivered in Uh. one simple email to your inbox each morning. And it's free. Free? It's not like a free trial where you have to pay later. It's always free every day, all the time. The Skim helps me stay uh, informed on topics like... Uh, I put two Russia. In. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump. No. Who's that? <laughs> uh, no, some uh, recent headlines from the skim have been timeout sessions. Yesterday, Attorney General Jeff Sessions said he won't be involved in any investigations into Russia's, Russia's interference in the presidential election. A gentleman. What to say to your friend who asks you to help plan her birthday weekend? Nah, bitch. <laughs> Reporting for duty. Oh, this is the other information. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just as some stuff. Well, wait, no, it's a, that story was about Sweden said it's bringing back a military draft next year and it'll include women for the first time ever. Oh. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I want equality. Okay. Right. I mean, I like drafts suck. Right. I mean, I'm a pacifist across the board, so. I just don't think that a, a country would want me fighting for mm-hmm. them because uh, I don't know if I would be an asset necessarily. Well, you can be like a nurse or something. Ugh. 
so, so it's like hack. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I would be stubborn and be like, give me the fucking gun and let's do this. And we'd find your corpse 24 yeah. hours later. Well, I died in uh, you know, a good cause. But if you want to read about stuff like that and find out that other countries are way more progressive than the United States, sign up for The Skim. It's theskim.com slash GWF. And if you use that, you'll be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card. That's theskim.com slash GWF. S-K-I-M-M. Two M's. Two M's, guys. Double M. Skim milk plus another M. It's going to be perfect. Sign up right now. It'll be great. Win some money. Get informed. And then when you're so informed, you're like, the world is really getting me down because there's too much information that I'm trying to cram in my brain hole. Take a nap on your Casper ass mattress. It's a Casper mattress, not an ass mattress. I just added that in. Uh, it's an, The Casper is an <laughs> obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Supportive memory phone creates an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. I use a Casper mattress to sleep and to have sex on in my house. So that's, and it, and I like it. That's it's really per, good. That's your personal that's endorsement? My personal, yeah, because it just said personal <laughs> endorsement. I do own it. Well, it's good because I go to bed a lot later than Steven a lot of the time. So when I go in bed, like he can't feel me because the mattress is such that like you don't feel a bounce on the other side. Oh, I make sure to wake up James, even if he, <laughs> even if the bounce doesn't wake him up. Well, it's harder with a Casper because they <laughs> protect your ass. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Try Casper for a hundred nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up, refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. God, I wish I didn't have to sleep. Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars. It's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com with a C slash GWF and use the offer code GWF. Terms and conditions apply. Casper, don't wake up your boyfriend. Mm. Well, that was a lot of ads. I know. I was tired. I'm exhausted. <sighs> How was your weekend? It was good. I forget what I did. Oh, I went home for a day to oh, see my right. nephew. See Brantley. Oh my God. I love, love that little fucking kid. Holy shit. How old is he now? He's almost two. He's going to be two in April. Oh, so kids are just the best. Does he talk yet? He does. He calls, my name is Nina. Like my nickname is Nina mm-hmm. and my family. Cause my brother, when he, when I was a kid, he just called me Nina. Cause that's how I said my name. And then I trying to teach Brantley to say Nina, but he says Nani. And I'm like, I'll take it. It's so cute. That's cute. And he does the thing where he runs and hugs you. I'm like, oh God, I could do this all day. <laughs> Going home makes me really feel like a special person. Like a special person because someone runs and hugs you. Well, it's just great. Kids are great because you can put a blanket over yourself, your whole entire body, and they think you're like gone. Right, yeah. Even if you were just there two seconds ago, they're the like, magic of peekaboo. where'd she go? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. That's fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. It's they're so easily entertained. It's mm-hmm. an easy laugh. Mm-hmm. You just gotta make. Oh, and I taught him to make fart noises. Oh, I sorry, bet. DJ. <laughs> DJ's gonna be pissed. The family's gonna be happy. Yeah. How it's was great. your weekend? Uh, really, really great. Really? I uh, I discovered Mormon porn. <gasps> Wait a second. So that was the second. first thing. Yeah. I don't even know what. You, oh, you know why? Because I was what, thinking yeah, about I don't going know to Salt Lake City. Oh, and then I was thinking about Mormons and then I was like, wait, 
what if they have Mormon porn? I mean, it's not actual Mormons doing it. They're dressed as Mormons with like the undergarments and stuff, but I really liked it. It was very good. A lot of like young, like schoolgirl type Mormon people. And I was like, oh, what I like what of, you're doing here. What kind of undergarments are we talking about? Um, They they wear uh, like religious undergarments that kind of like uh, they like an old school uh, slip. That's what it oh, looks like. Is it sexy? Well, it wasn't that porn, I bet. Um, I mean, it's not not sexy. I've seen worse as <laughs> okay. far as uh, religious undergarments go. Did they also have underwear on? Uh, well, this like what was their thing? There's it was kind of like a bot, like one priest was like a bodysuit, and then there was like oh. also like a skirt slip that went over it. Now, did she move the fabric of the bodysuit aside to have sex, or did she take the entire thing off? Uh, it depends. I, there was a couple of them, all from the Mormon Girls with a Z series, and <laughs> Mormon Girls. Yeah, I mean, in most of them, I think did they take them off? Was there? I don't know. Was I there can't dialogue? remember. Uh, yeah, there was dialogue about Mormonism. Uh, no, I mean, they weren't just like, hey, I'm Mormon. You're Mormon. Let's fuck. Hey, Tiffany, I'm Mormon. Amber, you're Mormon, too. Let's fuck. I feel like that part was kind of didn't need to. We didn't need any more exposition as far as that went, because you already knew if you're going to Mormon girls that. Yeah. What you're looking for is a pretty, you know, niche category. Did you, you enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. It was good. It was new. It was fresh, but it wasn't too weird. I don't like anything like that crazy, that weird. I don't like anyone look, look like looking like they're getting hurt or not oh, having yeah. a good time. Yeah, that's not good. The only thing that took me out of it was I was like, if we're really supposed to think these girls are Mormon right. probably shouldn't have a huge thigh tattoo oh that's cheating yeah. I was like uh, all right come maybe, on you gotta you gotta airbrush gun maybe do, or artist. maybe don't work that girl for that piece right but she needs jobs <sighs> I, you know what it's what I've been looking at lately mm-hmm. on porn sites like not like average guy and hot girl I don't know why Average guy and hot Like girl. an average, like older dude to like uh-huh. getting a person like way out of their league. Like an old, like 45, older than me, me basically. Right. I don't know why, getting but like I a really babe, enjoy but, Well, I mean, that's like real life. <laughs> uh, are these, are these guys like very excited and worshiping these young hot girls? They're not, they're very excited. I think it's because they that's fuck okay, them better. Because <laughs> they're like, I can't believe I get to be inside well, this Rick, chick. I was going to say, as long as, as long as they're appreciative of it, I feel so like it's okay. But I don't feel that way. Like I don't, I don't know. There's no direct correlation. I'm just like, this is kind of nice. Right. Yeah. Maybe the lady is more powerful. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I did that. And then uh, on Sunday, me and James set aside a day to do drugs. All day. <laughs> That's so, so fun. Yeah, what was, drugs did you do? We did mushrooms. Have you ever, you've done them before, right? Yes. That was the first drug I ever did. And that's the one that I shouldn't do, right? Cause no, the that's the one. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, acid you 100% should not do. Got it, got it, got it. Because you would, I think you'd feel like you were trapped in your own body. It lasts, it lasts a very long time. I already feel like my chest closing in. <laughs> uh, mushrooms, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, honestly, I think mushrooms are better than those fucking THC edibles. I, I don't like uh, those. Me either. Do you, do you, isn't it with mushrooms, do they alter your sense of consciousness or do you just like see colors, right? But mm, everyone experiences it differently. I mean, basically, it's like a low grade acid, but it's uh, it's natural. 
So I don't know what that says. See, my I mean, luck, I'll be like, why is there a monster coming out of my shoe trying right. to eat me? You can 100% have a bad trip. Like Paula's had a bad trip where she uh, like she had one good one and then she had one where she like thought she was in a horror movie and everyone's oh. face was dripping. Oh, and the no. problem is it la- that one lasts like five to six hours. Ooh. So it's like if you're having a bad trip, you just kind of got to roll. Bed. You, you got to roll with it. Well, if you can. I can yeah. sleep on drugs, but you know what? I probably, <clears throat> I don't, I mean, I'm saying this, but I have no idea because I had a bad trip, quote unquote, at that fucking airport. Um, and I couldn't find the humor in it at all. Yeah. Except afterwards when I talked about it, but I wonder if I had a bad trip, my instinct would probably be like, it's okay. It's like a dreamland. Okay. Like just make fun of people and try and be okay and take control of the situation by making fun right. of it. Well, I mean, cause I, you're still, it, you're still you when you're doing drugs. So it's like, I was still me, but I was just a, a hyper, like a hyper uh, version of me. Uh, not hyper meaning energy, meaning like extra. Uh, Magnified. So I took it and then I went to the Shake Shack on like East 86 or whatever because I was going to go to the Guggenheim. And I was like, let's go to Shake Shack first. There was like way too many people at Shake Shack. Always. And uh, I just decided that I wanted to kill everybody not actually kill oh, them but i was okay. like truly wishing everyone in the thing was dead which is a thought i would normally have but it was just like really magnified intensified yeah did you um say anything <laughs> out loud i told well, i told james i was oh, like god not. i just really like I, I i feel like i want to tell everyone that i wa- want them to be dead and then he was like don't say that it's like not loud. a good idea right now right know? i mean i don't think anyone would take me seriously anyway i don't know man times is crazy you know right but i just look very non-threatening and I was wearing a crazy, but I was wearing like a crazy outfit because I was wearing my big suede coat and then I had like electric, my electric neon Converse sneakers on. They might be like, I don't think she has a weapon, but right. she might. Well, James nicknamed me faggot witch. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Which I was like, ah, should I say that on the air? Because I was like, people already don't like James. But Duff would approve. We actually, neither of us care. So, I mean, it's not against the LGBT community, please. They would never dress like this. <laughs> They have way more sense. Yeah, for sure. And oh then, uh, yeah, so we did that. And then we went to the Guggenheim and I watched it. And again, like the only thing that ruined it was the uh, the other people there. But it was great. As always. Yeah, it was. Fun. It was great. It was wonderful. That's nice. Did you have sex on mushrooms? Uh, when I was coming down from it, I've had sex on like mushrooms and stuff before. Does though. it make it different? Is it like it's not a dick in me? It's a giant wave. Uh, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Uh, when you're like in the middle of a trip on acid, it's almost impossible to have sex. We couldn't even do it. Oh, really? Uh, with mushrooms, I think I could have probably could have done it, but I did it when I, like I did it when I took acid and then I immediately started having sex, like while I was waiting for, for it to kick in. Whoa. And that was really cool. But that was also how I got stuck with that eight hour orgasm in my shoulder. <laughs> Oh yeah, remember that? That sounds not. That bad, was last Oscars. Yeah, I haven't done drugs in a whole year. I mean, besides you. that edible that we did. Oh yeah, that turned me. Yeah, turned me against edibles mm-hmm. and airports. Yucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that wasn't good. There was some kind of weird caffeinated quality to that that I did not like. There was meth in it. <laughs> Pretty sure. Oh boy. All right. Emails. Wow. Emails. Emails. If you want to email us a question or a story or whatever the fuck. Uh, sorry about last night's show at gmail.com is where you email us. Do you want me to read mine first? Sure. First. Okay. So the subject of this email, my parents think I'm a whore. 
Hey ladies, my name is Blip. I know I've emailed before. I'm just, uh, I hope I'm not annoying you by sending multiple emails. Ha ha. Just a situation I thought may be interesting. Long story short, my parents think I'm the town whore. It started <laughs> the about town a town whore. Yeah, this reminds me of like a Beauty and the Beast plot. Like everyone, didn't everyone? Well, she, they thought she was weird because she couldn't read or she read. She read too much. Yeah. Right. But like, ugh, they didn't whatever. think she was a whore though. Yeah. It started out about a year ago when my parents decided that even though I was 18, they wanted to go online and look through all of my texts. Oh, gross. They found sexual texts between me and a guy and freaked out. My mom literally started crying and told me they didn't deserve a daughter that acts the way I do. A little bit later, they found out uh, Tinder on my phone and my sister told them that it's strictly for hookups. I'm in I'm a college student and use my parents car while saving for my own because it's their car. They demand to know where it is 100 percent of the time. They are extremely controlling and don't really let me hang out with anyone unless uh, it's a family friend. So I sometimes lie about where I am so I can hang out with people. They decided to track my phone one time and found out I wasn't where I said I was. This led to them calling my phone 37 times, Jesus Christ, and texting that they were going to call the police if I wasn't home now. Good God. After that, they took the door off my bathroom and decided that I must have been hooking up with some random guy off Tinder. And that's probably what I'm doing anytime I'm not home. I've since gotten my own phone plan so they don't track me or look at my texts. My mom found my vibrator oh, that sucks. while going through my drawers, which didn't help my cause. Although last time I checked, no one's gotten pregnant from a vibrator. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. And they and actually, it's another reason they think I'm a slut. Oh, good. They somehow noticed I listened to your podcast and told me how, one, you're a comedian, so nothing you say on there is true. Two, if the things you talk about on there were true, you'd either be full of diseases or dead by now. And three, I need to stop listening to that trash and stop trying to be like those slutty comedians. I'd like to note that they haven't listened to it, just seen the title. Yeah, no shit. Fast forward to now, I'm 19 and my mom found a box of condoms, none missing, not that that matters, in my room last week. She gave me a 45-minute lecture about how I need to stop being a slut and how I clearly have no respect for myself. My brother's fiance's family want, wanted me to stop in to let their dog out while they were on vacation this week. Last minute, she told me that her grandma was staying at the house so I didn't have to. I found out last night that she lied to me. Actually, my sister is letting the dog out because my brother decided that I'm too much of a slut that he couldn't trust I would have people over there to hook up. Good God. My parents are very open about how they think I'm a whore who sleeps with any guy she meets. If I don't respond to a text within five minutes, my mom assumes I'm hooking up with someone and starts freaking out, calling and texting. They also told my siblings about what a whore I am. Good God. So basically, that's how I'm known in my family. What they don't know is that it's hard for me to even get guys to talk to me. I'm not the most attractive person to start with, and I have terrible social anxiety. I, I've only slept with two guys. I didn't have my first kiss until I was 18. The first guy I slept with wasn't random. We'd gone out on dates and I just really wanted to lose my virginity. I don't know if I'd even count that one because it lasted like five minutes <clears> tops. <throat> the second one I'm still seeing. No, we're not dating, but he's a really nice guy and actually cares about me. I'm always safe. I had an IUD put in a few months ago. <laughs> and also you use condoms, clearly. I don't know how to talk to them about it. 
I don't want to talk to them about it because it's none of their damn business. My whole life, they've been emotionally and at times physically abusive. And I feel like nothing will change until I move out. But I'm paying for college on my own and I'm trying to save up for a car with just a part-time job. So it's going to be a while. I've seen a therapist, but it didn't really help. I love the podcast. It's helped me become so much more confident in my sexuality. I hope you guys can see you live someday. Rachel. Mm. Damn, Rachel. Girl, shit. We should believe that. I don't know if she wanted me to say her name. She didn't right. say I couldn't, though. Usually um, they say, don't say my I name. I mean, that's a pretty common name, so it's fine. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry about that situation. I mean, I'm sure her parents will find this episode of the podcast. Because, I mean, I don't I hope they do. I don't I don't know. Your parents are spying on you, I think, probably on a deeper level than you even know. Like, you don't just find shit. Like, they're looking for shit. They're tr- they're looking at your phone. They're tracking your phone. Like, they, it's 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 bad. Uh, gosh. Well, and it's already putting you. Do you see how when you were in the email, it's already putting you in this position where like, I've only slept with two guys. Yeah, you're explaining your shit. If you slept with 50 guys, I don't give a fuck. If you are doing what you are doing with your body and you feel comfortable and confident and happy and it's consensual and no one's getting hurt. I don't give a shit how many people you're sleeping with. Yeah, you're a grown. That is you're a so grown woman. <laughs> fucking controlling. And I'm so sorry this is happening to you. I, I don't I don't know where this is coming from. Where because my when my parents my mom, she didn't call me a whore. Good God. I can't well, believe. Well, I mean, you know, I hate to say that someone has bad parents, but you have bad parents. Well, you can't choose your parents. And sometimes your parents are assholes. They're sometimes fucking, kids are assholes. They're fucking maniacs. I mean, yeah. like if, if they're emotionally and physically abusive. Like there's just no, there's no excuse for that kind of behavior. And the fact like that all your, like your siblings are starting to get in yeah, on it. Fuck that. It's, they're turning, uh, they're turning people against you. Also, you're like, I'm not the most attractive person. I saw your picture you're very pretty and stop thinking like stop yeah thinking that. It's, that, it's already it's already taking a toll on your self-esteem the way your family is putting all this shame on you and i'm so sorry that's fucking happening but you're not doing anything wrong they are all in the wrong i don't know what the root of this is because i don't know your parents i don't know if they have i don't know what their deal is but i know when my mom reacted negatively to me having sex she freaked out and didn't talk to me she didn't go this far good god i would have not i would have not been in her life had she done that Um, but it turned out that she was afraid for me because when she was my age, she had gotten sexually assaulted and stuff. So, but that didn't come out until years later. I'm like, wow, could have told me that a while back. And then I wouldn't have felt so shitty. It's hard when it's your parents because they're the people who raised you. They're the people you were, you were supposed to trust, but they're shitty people towards you. And there's no reason for them to be. And well, and you also you also look like just so young and so innocent. So it's kind of I think it's this like weird control manipulation tactic that they're using on you. Uh, and I also see that you're from Michigan. My best friend is from Michigan and he's gay. And no, I'm not saying like blanket statement, everybody in Michigan, but I'm guessing your family is probably pretty religious. And, you know, I've definitely heard some some weird things said about sex and, and sexuality in Michigan. Yeah. Oh. When I was there. I mean, there's I've never been just different different places have different things going on. Yeah. Um, 
And so I know you already said what you need to do is get out. And that's a hundred percent the answer. Like, I feel like when parents are so deep into a thought, it's really, really hard to turn that thought around, especially when you're living under the same roof as them. Oh, yeah. Maybe you can distance yourself and then talk about it later. Cause it's very hard. You never, you never want to be like, don't talk to your parents. That's a very, very hard decision uh, to make. But if you wanted to make that decision, I wouldn't be like, what? That's nuts. Right. Like you, because that's that's horrible. That's fucking awful. Yeah, this is not. I mean, I don't know what kind of prices apartments are going for for rental in Michigan, but look on Craigslist, find some you know places with roommates where you don't have to sign the lease because you're not you're you're not financially stable enough to have your own lease. I'm guessing, but you can definitely move in with some some nice girls your age who maybe have like a three bedroom apartment in Michigan. I'm guessing it can only it's not that expensive, uh, and you need to get out as, as soon as possible. I mean, I would even suggest like taking a semester off from school to get physically fit. I mean, to get financially fit, which I would never ever recommend. But this is a very yeah toxic very very bad environment to be in i know and it's ev it seems to be every member of your fucking family they don't trust you to take out your brother's dog because they think you're just gonna fuck a bunch of people in their house right fuck you right mom and dad in quotes and maybe if you're if you're seeing this guy maybe you can keep kind of like most like the condoms and stuff at his house just because like your parents are 100 looking through your shit and then also maybe get like a little a little like lockbox or safe or something with like a padlock or a, a master lock with a key and just like that's your that's your shit and like yeah you, you can't people have to respect your privacy but but on the flip side like you're living under their roof. So at the end of the day, I mean, Dude, unless I, they hit you, you can't really call the police on them. Right. But if they do, you certainly can. I mean, it's like I can't take living with a shitty roommate, which I only have once for like a summer years and years ago. I couldn't imagine living in a household as, with the two people who raised me and them constantly giving me shit and I have to walk on eggshells every second of the day. That would cause me to spiral into a neurosis. Right. So I do think that prioritizing you getting out of that house is a great idea. Yeah, you got to get yourself out of an unsafe situation. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, a semester is not going to like make or break your life or your career or whatever it is you're trying to do. Like this is, this is level 10 unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, and it's good to kind of start taking a look at the price of rent uh, in your area so you can have this like actual number goal in your head. Yeah. What do I need to be able to provide for a roommate per, per month? Because uh, I think you can probably do it if you've been saving up a decent amount of money uh, not too quickly. And also you can also take out some like more loans with like low interest rates so that the pressure of paying for college isn't so immediate, like anything you can do to get out of it. Cause you need to be on your own. You're certainly old enough. And, uh, yeah, again, you live in an area that I'm guessing is, is pretty low cost. So you might be able to swing this. Cause like, in, if you, I was like, if you live in New York city, you're fucked. Yeah. But in Michigan, I see hope there's a better chance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet you can probably get a place for like 400 a month, like a, a room. Why? <laughs> what the fuck? I've never heard of a parent going that. Both parent, the whole fucking family. It's unsafe Why? for you. And you're someone who already has social anxiety. And this is 100% no shit not helping. social anxiety. I understand that. It might not be directly from them, but it would make sense if it is. Yeah. That would make me not sleep at night. Yeah. Ugh. And also take a good hard look in the mirror. You're very pretty. And even if you weren't, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You, are. you do what you want to do, girl. Okay. 
Well, there's nothing. Another upper of an email. This one's gonna even be what's even the subject more of an line? Upper. Oh, this one's the, probably one of the worst subjects I've ever uh, read in an email. Damn it! This one kept me up. Um, best friend was kidnapped, raped, and murdered two Ooh. weeks ago. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And this one. Uh, so I don't even know if they wanted to read it on air, but I want to talk about something important related to this. So. I would want to read it. Uh, hey, Corinne and Christina, a couple of my roommates slash best friends and I attended your show in Columbus and have been listeners for some time now. Feminism has always been a cause that's close to our hearts, and we think your podcast brings uh, to light to a lot of unspoken issues in a great way. I know you hear a lot of cases of rape, but these past two weeks have felt like something out of a nightmare. While we are aware of the issues of rape, we have never dealt with it so close to home. You may have heard about this story, but here it is from our point of view. Uh, two weeks ago, our best friend and roommate, Reagan Tokes, was walking to her car from where she worked at a bar restaurant. The walk was less than a block on a decently lit street. And it was 9.30 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Ironically, at the same moment that the rest of us were at home watching The People versus O.J. Simpson, Reagan was being kidnapped, robbed, raped, and murdered. Oh. We aren't sure of the exact details, but here's what we do know. Uh, the perpetrator, I'm not going to say his name just because I don't know if he was officially accused of uh, this and, you know, we don't need to get sued, uh, approached Reagan, whether before she got into her car, as she got in her car or forcing himself into her car, likely with a gun to her head, he forced her to drive to an ATM and withdraw $60. $60 was enough excuse for him to take our best friend's life. <sighs> He then drove her about 20 minutes south to a Grove City Park where he raped her and then shot her twice in the head. Then he dumped her nude body by the entrance of the park where she was found around 1 p.m. the next day. Here's where it gets even worse. The man who did this had gotten out of prison for kidnapping and rape three months before he attacked Reagan. In his previous conviction, he had kidnapped, robbed, and raped a woman at knife point in front of her two-year-old child. Oh. He was convicted for attempted rape and kidnapping and received a sentence of six years for each. Six years for either crime is ridiculous, but what makes it worse is that the prosecutor and judge both recommended that those sentences be served concurrently, as in at the same time. So he was in prison for six years instead of 12. If sentences had been longer, as they should be when you rape someone in front of their child, that's her words, uh, or had they not been served concurrently, he would still be in prison and Reagan would still be alive. It is insulting to society, to women, and to his previous victims that he was given the freedom to hurt another human being. This has almost been the worst part of losing Reagan. That she's gone is incredibly difficult, but that she was failed by laws that are supposed to protect her and prevent this is unbearable. The Reagan we know was bubbly, full-spirited, dramatic, excited about life, and could light up a room. She was genuine and never boring. Uh, she was going to graduate school, gra graduate this spring, turn 22, move to a new city, and travel to Thailand. It seems impossible that the same Reagan was stripped nude, executed, and dumped like a rag doll onto the cold ground for the whole world to see. 
For the last two weeks, we have been imagining her last hours in our heads and what she must have been thinking and feeling, and it is just unfathomable. She did not deserve this. No one does. A trial date hasn't been set, but they are trying to connect him to other robberies and assaults in the area. Her parents have vowed to address the sentencing laws and that this will never happen again to another young woman, and we could not be more on board. Her death was preventable and unacceptable. Some people get more time for selling marijuana than they do for rape. With all this in mind, thank you for devoting your careers to bringing women's issues uh, of rape and inequality to light. Reagan's story will be repeated, maybe not as brutally, but still without consequences, unless something changes in how we think about women and rape. We have hundreds of questions about her murder that will never get answered, but we'll be spending the rest of our lives trying to make sure that no one else has to feel this pain. Also, thanks for making us laugh every Friday because we definitely need it. Love you guys. Madison, Steph, Kirsten, and Ronnie. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, obviously, this sucks. I spent all night, especially because my my boyfriend is, uh, you know, from Columbus. A, uh, so, I, I went and I, I read all the news articles that went along with this. It's horrible. And you're absolutely right about these laws. And it, it's we have an overcrowded prison system. We have, you know, uh, lawyers fighting for both sides, which, of course, you know, whatever your 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 job is, the legal right, you got to do it. And yeah. And you have you have the right to have a lawyer. Um, But what I want to talk more about than with the law, because the law, that's a that's a long process. And uh, we all have to just keep talking and and fighting that fight and voting in your local election. Uh, but this is more about uh, personal safety. So we've talked, you know, talked before about personal safety, about not nickeling and diming your safety. Um, so of course, you know, she did everything right. And like, if someone accosts you with a with a weapon, uh, obvious, uh, and tells you to to get money, obviously you do it if you're already at the ATM. Uh, with car things. <laughs> Whatever, if someone is trying to uh, carjack you or get in your car, you need to do whatever you can do to not get in the car with the person. Once you, Even this if is, they have a gun pointed at you? Yes. Uh, once you get in the car, you're as good as dead. And I know this is this is a talk my mom had with me. God. Oh, Just really? time after time, I, I was like, God, DiFi is the fucking best mom in the world. <laughs> she really is. She really preps you for anything. I mean, she 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 had, she prepped me to, I mean, when I was like 12 to know how to, how to, what to do if I was, if someone got in a car with me. With have you ever had uh, anybody <clears throat> try to get you in their car or somebody try and get in yours? I have. I've had, well, I never, I've never owned a car. Uh, oh, okay. So I, but I have, when I was walking home from school one day, a guy did try to get yeah. me to get in his car or like honking. And I was just like, I was like, I mean, it was not, I don't, I don't yeah, even there think was no about weapon it. For me I don't all. think That's... about it as an incident. Cause I was like, that guy's trying to jerk off on my face. I'm 12. I know this. Like, wow. Oh, well. Like I just, I would have been like, he just wants to be my friend. No, I mean, I've just See, been very I'm... old since I was very young. So yeah. it's like, these things are like, just they were they were just non incidents yeah, yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, so you, you need to do what, whatever you can do and not get in the car. Uh, if you're in the car, if you, if you, if whatever, if the person slips in, if you're already in the car, if you're in the car and you can't get out of the car, drive the, in a section, like if you know your town or whatever, drive in a pl- the direction where you're going to pass the most people and the most other vehicles. If you're driving the car. If you're driving, well, she was driving. Oh, she was car. driving. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, 
because he he forced her to drive to her ATM. If it, if you're already at the ATM, just give the fucking money. Give the fucking well, money. Course, yeah. No matter what money, no matter if you don't have any money, no money is worth the value of your life. Yeah. Also, I want to, uh, there is an urban uh, myth that goes around that says if you are being held up at an ATM, you can put in your PIN number backwards and that alerts the police. Oh, really? FYI, that is 100% not true. I didn't know that was a myth. Do not do that. You won't get the money and the cops won't come. You'll be doubly screwed. Do not do that. Money is not worth anything. Put your fucking PIN, give the person whatever they want. Doesn't matter. You, can, you Your bank also, I think, will back you up. Doesn't fucking matter. Of course. If you're in the car though, so drive through the most uh, like crowded area that you can, wherever there's going to be the most people. Don't go down these back roads. You know, you can play dumb, whatever. Uh, and then try to get in a mild car accident. Like oh. re- rear end, rear end the driver in front of you. It oh, doesn't matter. Rear end them. Not, I'm not talking like drive into a fucking tree. You have to drive into another car with other people in it. And Lightly not, tap. Not full force so that you're going to fucking hurt them, but so that you're going to damage their car so that they have to stop and they have to help you. That's one thing that you can do. I didn't even think of that. Uh, another thing you do is you can, if you're not on like a highway, I mean, try to go to the uh, to the side with, like if there's a side with grass, even if it's like a larger road. And literally... If you're not, uh, it, just get your car to the side where you can be near the road and and get at, and literally roll out of the fucking car. I mean, you can't do this if you're doing sixty, of course. But on a small like a, a small road, again, you have to be around people so that the person just can't come out and shoot you. Yeah. But like, you need to get out. You have to get out of the fucking car, and you have to stay in an area uh, where. God, I never would ever think about that shit. I think about this stuff all the time. My my, my life is basically me thinking out of how to uh, attack terrorists on planes, how to get out of moving vehicles, how to fight murderers coming into my home. Like I spend a, a, like an ex- obsessive amount of time thinking about this. But that's what you, uh, that, just we don't talk about safety enough. Like we're too busy like giving karate classes to like you know, tweens and like, that's all well and good. And it is good. How to, you know, use a weapon and how to fight. It teaches you discipline. Yeah. However, for sure. And I also think I also am planning on going to a gun range and learning how to use a gun because guns aren't going away and I might as well know how to fucking use. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to know how to shoot a gun just for, if I was ever in a situation where a gun left somebody else's hand, I knew what the fuck to do with it. Sure. Sure. It's just good to know how to do things like, well, it's good to know not be uh i'm afraid of guns like mm-hmm. if there's a gun in the room i was oh, at a too. friend's I fucking hate them friend's parents house and he the guy that his her dad had a gun and i it like freaked me out mm-hmm. i almost was like shaking I, I don't know why and that was me that's when i realized like i need to be comfortable mm-hmm. and know how to use one so that they don't scare me and i can utilize it to to my defense if i had to right yeah. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That fucking happened to your fucking friend. No, oh this is horrible. And I think the, 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 I think about these things all the time, murders and right. And it's like, what, like what, it makes me feel like life is meaningless. But if there's anything that I can take out of these situations, it's that it's to talk about them and, and then to learn to, and to learn and to be like, wow, these are, these are things I really need to be thinking about. How can this girl's life not have been lost completely in vain? Oh, dude, when I was, oh man, I've done some dumb shit. I've gotten in the, actually now you just remind me that time I got kidnapped by that club promoter in first day out in yeah. New York. Oh, and I mean, obviously it goes without saying, Christina, don't get, I know. don't get in a car with strangers. Yeah. You would think I would know that, but 19 year old Christina was like, He's going to take me. Yeah. We're just going to go to his house and sing a karaoke song. True story. 
And yes, we did. But he also forced us and he blocked the door. And I was like, we're going to die. Never mind. Yeah, I didn't. But good God, I that was such I look back and I'm like, God damn it, Christina. But instead of like getting down on yourself, you go, okay, this is what I should have done. Sure. And these are all the options. If should that ever happen again, let's keep those in mind because the fight or flight reflex, I would imagine you don't have a lot of time to think. So if you have these options in your head before the situation should arise, right. You're going to be better prepared. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn. Just you, it's there are things like people are like, Oh, I don't want to think about that. Well, think about it. Cause you don't want to start the start in the thinking process when it's happening to you. Today's episode of guys we fucked is brought to you by quince. I love quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Okay. Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on Quince. Okay, the best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Okay, I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So, you know, we are big therapy advocates, whether it's like a, a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life. And, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash guys betterhelp.com slash guys it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <sighs> fuck this shit, man. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. everything's so negative and gross. And I mean, bad. all the time I'm like, what the fuck? That's like my main, the main thought that I have. Tell people that you love, you love them, guys. Um, this episode is really fun. I'm really excited to introduce these two guests. One of them is a stand-up comedian, a writer, filmmaker. She wrote at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart for a long time. She has a stand-up special out called American Cunt. The other woman is a stand-up comedian writer works with lady parts justice we're so excited to welcome these women onto the podcast ladies and gentlemen give it up for jenna friedman and leah bonima care either i just don't i we get referred to as the guys we fucked girls a lot so like i'm just at this point just gonna put on my gravestone humans yeah yeah people <laughs> with hearts oh it's the guys we fuck girls holes and holes <laughs> yeah hearts and holes that's all we are we're so excited to have you both on you guys have a very um unique knowledge that we want to talk about of like vagina laws and oh. no well, that would be more leah Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a wild west. <laughs> <laughs> what is your expertise? I mean, other than that, I'm 34. And yeah. I've dated like everyone around the Zodiac. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. What my What's my expertise? Trying to like uh, walk the line between comedy and politics and get people to investigate Trump's ties to Russia. Oh, that's good. That's How is good. that not happening? I mean, it's just we keep being like, oh, hey, this is I think it is happening. His tax returns are basically in Russian. He has been, <laughs> he is a kept woman. He is the Melania. He is Russia's Melania. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, he actually is getting fucked. You watched uh, Last Week Tonight? I do not enough. I all see it the next day. I don't really watch anything, which is bad if you're like a TV writer and you just don't watch anything. But um, I did just see on a total side note, Chewing Gum on Netflix, which is awesome. It is so oh, fucking that. good. It's Fleabag. It is so too. good. Yeah. They What's just, it about? They're both straight to cameras. They're British shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, both oh, Fleabag. Is, yes. 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 Oh, and we know Fleabag. Fleabag yes. Yeah. So chewing Gum is similar. 
Yeah, it's just they do a really good job over there across the pond at just showing <laughs> women with like nuance and humor in like a real grounded way that's like funny that we just like haven't really tapped here and enough. They're both they're similar in that they both use straight to camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're six episodes like get to the point. Each episode is really like has nice stakes. This is how like writers talk, I guess, about comedy, but it's just funny. Basically. Yeah. Like, how do you think then in America, how what's the main problem and how women are portrayed? It's not even women. It's just comedy in general. It's changing, obviously, because it's yeah. like the golden age of TV and you have shows like Atlanta, you know, that are really great. But you but I think like a lot of times when the networks get involved, there's just a lot of notes Yeah, and there's a lot more money. And so there are a lot more uh, interests that you have to be held accountable to. So it's just harder to make like art and things take that risks. are personal and take risks. Yeah. yeah. And you notice with networks like Netflix, where they don't they don't answer to advertisers like it's so much the, the subjects that are being talked about in the language just so much freer there Mm -hmm. and you really it does make a difference i think when you watch their original programming of like oh you weren't holding back at all Mm -hmm. you weren't but you also weren't like inundating us with like fuck cunt whore like just because you could say it so it's nice to the thing i like about both of those shows specifically too is like had their portrayal of women versus men they do kind of flip the script and show men in this like vulnerable sensitive way that i feel like we would do a disservice to women and men to show more of that here Mm. Yeah, I think I, I was watching gr- Girls this season. I don't know if you guys watched that, but the way their male characters are incredible and the way they write, they're like great writers for male characters. Like mm. they're really, they really dig into a man's psyche and we see the type of man that we don't normally get, per- that doesn't normally get portrayed on like television. It's weird that we act like men are not fragile when I think they're, uh, yeah. they're more fragile they're more sensitive. The two, between men and women. They're way more sensitive. I agree. Yeah. And when sure. men aren't uh, shown as sensitive, then I think men have to act like they're not sensitive and then they save it all up and then it and then, and then it becomes toxic yeah do you want to talk about episode three that's the only episode i've seen this season yeah actually a lot of people uh contacted us about it i meant to talk about it last week and we didn't because we had a, a lot of other stuff to talk is about this girls episode three yeah Can girls I? episode three so this is a, a spoiler alert guys we don't do trigger warnings but definitely spoiler yeah, alerts. because i want to kill someone show. if i ruin <laughs> a show for them or they ruin a show for Wait, me trigger warning warning versus Trigger spoiler, spoiler alert. alert versus trigger warning. <laughs> Those are two separate things. Oh, oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, you guys do trigger warning. No, we do not. We don't. But we do them. do spoiler alert. Yes. Okay. Because so I don't want to ruin girls. They for won't anyone. ruin a TV. They'll ruin, won't ruin they'll a TV ruin show. Ruin your day. Yes. You can, <laughs> exactly. You can hang in there through a conversation. I want to write something on. I want to write something down for you guys. Who I think the male in the episode is without saying it out loud. Oh, I think it was obvious. What? Chuck? Wait, wait. You mean like who the character, who the character is based was. on? I think the character is based on someone pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. it's the uh, yeah, of course, author of Fight Club. Oh, really? I mean, the <laughs> name is think a parody of of him. I thought oh, that was, I was gonna pretty obvious. Else. And oh. like, even the text on the covers of his books looks like looks yeah, like the book books. covers all look like his books. So she had a. Th- she met with, Ch- Does, but has he had like sex, like a uh, sexual harassment allegations? Uh, I don't know. But I mean, I'm familiar with his work. And if you read his work, especially like choke, I would uh, not put it past him. <laughs> Who did um, you think it was? It doesn't matter. <laughs> but wait, we can talk about it after. It doesn't matter. <laughs> allegations dropped. <laughs> We'll talk about it later. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think I'm incorrect, but I mean, just to me, I, I, I have you no dog or? in this fight. I'm just being a little muckraker. I do not want <laughs> to. But I've never heard anything bad about Chuck Palahniuk. 
That's I was like I was like I it's never know Palinalic. how to had a like Palinac. That's I don't what know I how to properly pronounce no his last how name. To say it. I just said it real fast with the P and the L and the K in it. And yeah, oh. it that's the problem with authors. Chuck you just see it written, and I'm like, how do you say Bruce. that? I just said Bruce. Chuck. So Bruce. it's Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? I was I, it sparked, that episode did spark a conversation between uh, my boyfriend and I because we would watch it together. I'm like, it's so interesting how I a couple days after that I had a friend come up to me and talk about how she was raped by a person that I know in the comedy community and she like described it and stuff and and but she was like don't you know don't tell people any specifics or my name or anybody's name and that that's fine and you want to protect that person who was had that horrible thing happen to them but it's uh, that I took a step back and thought about it I'm like that's also kind of protecting the dude the predator who or the predator it was just not always a man uh from no I wasn't even Assuming it wasn't always a man, I actually I'm I'm not that like PC. I just was assuming it was a man, and we can call him a predator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we can, we can, because you're right. But thanks for assuming I'm like gen like it, the gender doesn't matter out there. No, it's usually it's fucking dudes. Anyway, yeah, it, it's mostly dudes. I think if it was a woman, you'd be like, this lady sexually assaulted the fuck out. Of this me. next lady. And a lot of emails that we get from men who are raped is by other they were raped by other men most yeah. of or the time. Like you know, a lot of time you know it's like yeah I don't know anywho. So but, I'm like man. Men, yeah. Well, women can rape. Women can have it all, you know. Women yeah, can rape. I'm not. Is that? I don't. I don't. I don't do podcasts because I'm no, too say, disarming. And no, I no, no. Say, say whatever you want. We don't. We don't walk on eggshells here, and we're also uh-huh. not super PC either. And I mean, a lot of our but listeners you are more <laughs> by alleging someone's a rapist. But we, we absolutely can. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we can. No, I. I mean, anyone who says anything publicly, it's tricky. Um, women rape too. Okay, everybody in the PC community and the yeah, non-PC equality. community. God women can rape. <laughs> so, we're just going to do a soundbite of you doing that. That's where we're going to use to promote this episode. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a conversation about that, about episode three of Girls 2. And the thing that I loved about it was that kind of thing that you can't talk about, which is like the power dynamics between men and women, you know, especially in our industry or any industry. It is such a gray area. I know you, they always use the term gray area, but I but felt... It's real. It's so real. And it was so, and then, so a guy friend of mine was like, why, um, why do you think he whipped his dick out at the end? Spoiler, sorry, whatever. It's just, it'll save you 30 minutes. Um, (laughs) And I was like, because he knew he could get away with it because that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like not, I mean, they, they are, they know what they can get away with and where the line is for them. And so it's like, he knew she would touch his dick. Right. So to, to, to catch everyone up, I know Leah, you're like, what? Uh, and a lot of, now, all of our I thought we were talking to about <laughs> like a, five years ago in my career. I had uh, in a meeting I had. But yeah, so basically what balls happens, out on the desk. You're always like, what? I, I don't know what is that. <laughs> so uh, Lena Dunham's character on Girls Hannah, she writes an article about this author uh, and how he, when he like goes on his book tours, he basically ends up having sex with a lot of like undergrads uh, and takes advantage of them through his power. And then uh, the writer calls uh, or contacts Lena and he's like, hey, I want to explain myself. Lena just goes to this guy's house, which maybe not alone, a, not a great idea. Yeah, she goes to his house alone and he's fucking weird. Um, and then he really like 
uh, breaks open his heart to her and they get to know each other and he asks her questions. <laughs> and of course you see Lena's, the wheels in her head turning and she's, you know, we're like, oh, God damn it. She's probably going to touch She's half dick. standing up for herself <laughs> and her right yes. to write about this and yes. also half going, wait, you like want to talk to me? That's pretty cool. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this is still this author that she fucking loves and she's in I've his been house in that and that's place. cool. We've all been in that yeah. place. And yeah. the moment that he's like, here, have my signed Philip Roth book, I'm like, whose dick do I have to touch? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's I'm weird because we'll just want me to touch it for that. Okay. But yeah. also I am sexually attracted to powerful men. Totally. And creeps. Yeah. And, and, and most creep? women well, are. Yeah, they usually no, are one and the same. I know. I'm joking. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> I feel like you looked at me like I, like I was the, like I was like, no, creeps yeah. aren't attracted. You're the litmus test. Leah, do you like creeps? Everybody likes creeps. Right. I, li- I mean, I like really like but pervy people. it's like people. certain kind of creeps. I don't know. If they're powerful yeah, attractive and they're a little creepy. Creeps. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that I think that some creeps, this is a total side step people that may come off as creeps are people that i i don't want like somebody who's like you know sexually assaulting you know i don't mean we're not encouraging like that, creeps but yeah. people that like come off as sort of like dark and moody and deviant jerky, in the right way deviant yeah. are often people that can handle Artists. strong women because they have their own thing going on and then i feel like people <laughs> who are right. often like very like oh is everything can't handle a woman with like a, a strong personality and a lot of opinions and you just roll right over them and you're like well that was a fucking waste of my time yeah i agree <laughs> But isn't it too like the men who are very much like women? There was a sketch on the oh god, this one sketch on SNL uh, on oh, Saturday. Oh, femi- yeah. yeah, where like the man with all the, the feminist pins or is like the creepiest douchebag, creepy in like a shitty way that no one likes. Well, yeah, I have a joke when I, I love that. Joke. Whenever I ask who in the audience is a feminist to set up a joke that I do, there's always one dude who yells too loudly that he's a feminist, and that's the guy you got to watch out for. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should yeah. be a feminist, but not that's if you're like too. Thirsty boys, you're like being defensive. Stop taking credit. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've also noticed that like there will be men who say they're like super liberal and open, and then they're the men that comics that like leave the room when a woman gets on stage. You know what I mean? And then it's like the male comics that are just like being dudes that actually sit and watch your set, and they're like, "I like that joke," and you're like, "Oh, the people not acting like they're." You know, high and mighty are the ones uh, that the treat ones you that are equal. to treat you like a regular person. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's it's cool that like that episode kind of showed power dynamics because these are like things that we don't talk about. And I felt like really sad after the election because I was like, we were so close to kind of cracking these things, making workplaces mm. easier for women to thrive, like having actual conversations about power and sexuality. And then when the coup happened. It- <laughs> It was it a coup. I know. Yeah. It's I used to joke about how it was a nonviolent coup, but people are being assassinated. And yeah. I think part of the Democratic leadership on a total side note, and I should shut the fuck up. But I think part of the reason people are afraid to really like prod Russia is because they play by different rules and they're really scary rules that we're just not accustomed to. And so I don't mm-hmm. I think why I was like, why is the Democratic leadership not stepping up and like against Russia and I think because they're like afraid they're going to get assassinated not joking I mean at this mm. point I would feel like <laughs> so like, tangential I have friends that are <laughs> conservatives that I, that would should be stepping up you know what I mean but you could John be a McCain, Republican take a hit yeah. how many years do you have left right? <laughs> but I mean we you could be a Republican and be like oh hey this is not fucking this American? is not what we no, do cool right. I don't really, I feel like at this point it should be a bipartisan issue it is I mean it should be it's just yeah I mean I want to do I do want to get because we're here and like the subject of your show, but I do want to get back to like that power thing. But just on a side note with the, with the Russia stuff, it is this moment where we Americans are like, I think a lot more optimistic and naive than other countries just because we've had the luxury to be for, you know, 50 years. Yeah. 
But um, it's really interesting to see that our elected officials are the m- biggest cowards in the room. And it's like, what yeah. does it take to be a politician? It's like, oh, you want, wh- why do people go into politics? Maybe they want change, but they also want power. They want people to like them. And those are the qualities that make it uh, easier for, like, I don't want to be too ranty, but, you know, we have these checks and balances and we thought that they were things that would safeguard a democracy, but they're actually just suggestions and you need people in power with backbones to adhere to them. And we're seeing that that's just not the case. And it's actually terrifying. Yeah. I wish we had more Al Frankens. I know he that's the one thing that I'm glad with the all Russian thing I'm like we get to see him more yes we have like four people doing all the work well people speaking of politics a lot we Karen and I just mentioned this in in an interview we did but we were like a lot of times people listeners of this podcast will write in and be like can you just not talk about politics I don't want to hear about politics but I'm like people are making rules about our bodies why I wish we didn't have to talk about it yeah exactly like I would love to not talk about it but that's not going to happen until they're not trying so fucking hard to defund Planned Parenthood. And you have old uh, white men who've never even thought why a woman would have an, a would terminate a pregnancy after six months deciding on women's bodies. It's yeah. heartbreaking. Well, and it's, really uh, the rhetoric around it, especially for the after 20 weeks, um, they're, they act like it's so, and statistically people having late term abortions are people where the baby is already passed or will immediately die when it's mm-hmm. born. So this woman is in a horrible position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sad. And then they're making it even harder. It's, and then she has to have a funeral for it. Yeah. And now you have to, and you have to hold your dead babies in your, your dead baby in your arms after it's come out of you and you've given birth. It's just cruel. Yeah. And then they act like it's a moral imperative. It's like you're being the most uncompassionate person. Well, yeah. And it's it's not pro-life. It's not even pro-womb because they're denying women who are pregnant health care. It's just like anti-women. That's like how we have to reframe it. Well, and anti using anti-choice instead of pro-life a guy emailed us and pointed that out to me and i was like good point i don't say i mean like i'm pro-life i believe people should have health care that makes me pro-life so like i agree it's so much about the branding and the language and we're also seeing how not stupid people are but how maybe thoughtless and simple and we have to change language to to reframe things so that people can understand things in a different way yeah like I'm not anti-Trump. I just don't think a crazy man, maybe with neurosyphilis, should be president. <laughs> Agreed. See, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, but branding isn't part of it. I mean, I think a part of this uh, podcast, uh, the success of it was kind of like the, our attempt to rebrand feminism and yeah. make it funny and just be like, it's not, it's not so serious. Like we're serious about these issues, but like we also want to talk to everyone about them. We want to incorporate men into the conversation. We don't just hate men. I mean, sometimes I do, but that's like a side note. Uh, and it, it really is important to like brand people don't think of branding in social issues but it's just as important to sell feminism as it is to sell like a, ba- a bar of dove soap or something and making like that people realize that feminism is just equality yeah, yeah that's all, like, all okay. it i'm not gonna right. burn you to the safe people it's are so equality. terrified every night doing stand-up people are terrified by the word feminism because it they don't really know what it means i think that's changing though and i did <clears> like i i feel like that beyonce moment in 2014 really brought it to the forefront in a kind of day dangerous way too because it's like branded feminism is like you know the dove ads the lean in that whole thing is a whole nother like right problem but i i do think that feminism is in the zeitgeist there might be another backlash as there was in the 80s well yeah i feel I like mean, we're getting our backlash with our president yeah, yeah it's handmaid's tale president in <laughs> quotations yeah i feel like he's uh, uh, coming further and further off the rails i mean i don't yeah. know how much longer this can 
Yeah. President Pence. Yeah. We might have a President Pence. And then we're just going to have to deal well, with one, it. And one thing I started noticing that lawmakers are doing, like Pence in Ohio had introduced that crazy abortion bill, two abortion bills. One was, so, or, oh, is it Kasich? Pence is Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Well, we were, we did Indianapolis, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, so it was, I know, I remember it was the one that Pence was the governor of. And, uh, a while back and there was two crazy abortion bills. One was like insane. And the other one was the 20 week and the insane one didn't pass. And everyone was like, whoo, but the 20 week one. Yeah, or that the, was Kasich. Did. That was Ohio. Oh, it was Kasich. Shit. Okay. No, it's okay. And there are so many, there's like, so many, there's so many shitty there politicians. There are so many. You know? So when I was at the <laughs> daily show, I think I had like 42 different abortion pitches because they were, <laughs> the laws were so like funny as horrible as they were. And the one, yeah. And we ended up doing a story about a fetus lawyer in uh, Alabama, there's a law that if you are a pregnant teen and you want to get in a bobo and you, you, um, and you don't have parental consent, you can go to a judge and get a judicial bypass. And the judge will say, you're mature enough to have an abobo. And I say a bobo because I'm just trying to destigmatize this medical procedure that, you know, in the UK, people don't even think about. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and now the state of Alabama actually is allocating funds away from public defenders, which is like totally underfunded towards uh, guardian ad litems, which are fetus lawyers to actually defend fetuses from teens. Wow. So your fetus can get a lawyer. So your fetus can get a lawyer. They'll, they'll, put, they'll put a pregnant teen on trial. Does they the will have to pay for the lawyer. These are all the, the jokes right themselves. You <laughs> know, like, insane. how do you know a fetus is innocent? What about a fetus who eats its twin in utero? Like we right. just had so much fun. And that actually happens. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Like one in 88 multi-fetal pregnancies result in <gasps> a fetus absorbing yeah. the other. I feel like that happened to me. And then you just birth a super child. <laughs> you just <laughs> wife, somebody so with killer instincts. <laughs> <laughs> the voices in my head is actually a twin that I ate. And I'm yeah. constantly hungry. That, oh, that was like the funniest. I've funny. Seen like on TV, like that joke, it gets me every time. Somebody be like, "Hey, look at the back of my. Do you see like the teeth mark or something? like the tooth there? I have like a tooth in my neck from I my twin." Person, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I like, feel like this just opened my world. It's it so funny. Really explains a lot. Anyway, so I mean that law, but there have been so many like egregious yeah. fetal because they're they're trying to creep like personhood laws. So they'll give like fetus like tax like tax return, like whatever, like no. tax exempt status. I mean, like it's all sorts of things that these, they're just, I don't know, like Republican men's obsession with like fetuses goes it's so weird. It's so weird. Because it's, it. is it religious? Really, is it's it's not control? It's, it's control, right? It's, it's just control. something that they, I mean, I think Sam B show had a really good segment oh, a while ago, just about like how they got like, because like the Republican party or what it was, was like social conservatives and fiscal conservatives. And you get the fiscal conservatives are like libertarians. And then the social conservatives, like I get somebody who's like babies, like I don't want babies to die, whatever. But like they married the two and they used kind of, I mean, I can't do it justice. It's a Sambi segment. I, we should whatever, put on your website. She's incredible. Her <laughs> but, show is. But just like how they used, this wasn't an issue before like the sixties. And then they made right. abortion become this weird, like to get I people remember to that vote. segment. Yeah. To, get people to, yes. to vote against like segregation. Well, vote that's, why they, segregation. that's why they called it pro-life too, is yeah. because that. that They're always ahead of us thing. with the branding. But I feel like if, because if people were, if it was really about morals or about any of that, they would, people would pump money into birth control and sex yep. education. And sex education. Because it's proven to mm -hmm. when people have sex education, it goes down, mm -hmm. and they're against that too. So and that's obviously not. And Planned what's Parenthoods happening. make uh, teen pregnancy rates go down because they have access to uh, facts and condoms and birth control. And pr actually, I read somewhere, and it's so funny to me, and I want to do a bit on it, but just like protesting abortion actually creates more abortions. It's like the it's oh, like really? the whole thing is so hypocritical. If you you know if you're protesting at abortion clinics, like you're 
Like, I don't know. There's just a whole, I'll figure it out, whatever. But it's, <laughs> it's just the hypocrisy, like no, knows no end. Um, and it's so much energy. You know what I mean? It's like, we're crazy about these things. This shouldn't even be an issue. It's I like, know. We, we got big stuff. We got to work starving on starving kids mm-hmm. in our, in America and like kids who aren't getting an education. That's like, can we, if you're so fucking pro-life, let's focus on that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's so it's, I mean, this pro-life election year, or, you know, anti-choice pro-gun, all that. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's like how they don't see how hypocritical they're being and they must see it and there's just another angle that I'm not grasping. I think, it, I think it's just the brains. It's It kind of comes down to like lack of education and people just have like maybe a... Because I was I thought about this a lot, you know, like what creates a conservative and I do think it's like maybe like a type of brain of somebody who's just like less open-minded or... And how they get their information. Scared. Yeah, Because my mom, I was over staying at my apartment with my, my dad a couple weeks ago because he had like a heart doctor's appointment and I was talking to my parents about Planned Parenthood and my mom said, yeah, but don't they sell dead baby parts? I'm like, no, they give mom, them away. No. It's medical. <laughs> and it's I like, went through, I went through the video being edited and I, and they get the woman's consent if she wants to donate. Fatal to, tissue. It's exactly. Like, you want to find a know. cure for Alzheimer's? Right, right. Which she had, well, she has dementia. Um, but it's like, she didn't get it. And then I explained it to her and she was like, Oh, they're not so, profiting off of it. Right. Exactly. It's also, it, it's for uh, it has to go somewhere. I mean, people are, exactly. people are uncomfortable with this, but it's like it, anything after tissue, a medical that, procedure I mean, has to be. Yeah. Well, I said like, mom, you know how you're going to donate your brain to science after you die because you have all these health problems. You think it's in like a university would go ham on your fucking brain re- researching it. Like that's, it's a little, it's something similar. They're getting the mother's consent to donate the fetal tissue. But also like that resulted in a guy shooting up a clinic because he missed her because he, yeah. you know, that Planned Parenthood video that was doctored or whatever was sent around. And then I call him Jono baby parts. I don't know what his name <laughs> That's was. That's a good but, name. Well, <laughs> people get in people's heads and they keep repeating yeah, this rhetoric really and then they scary. really think that people are killing like yeah. babies that are, you know, full babies and then right. selling pieces of their body. Yeah. And then they obviously react emotionally to and that. And people are that stupid. And that's why like the things that come out of Trump's mouth are like, well, people oh, should be held accountable yeah. for their words. It's hard. Cause it's like, we hey, need to talk to, we need to talk to each other. We need to reach across the quote unquote aisle and, and reach out to people who yeah. are getting misinformation, but it's just, it's hard. It's, it's exhausting. Hard. It's like, you know, when and how and who do you talk to? Like if somebody's unequivocally racist, how do you reach out to them and should you? You know, I mean, I think that's like the that's how hopefully we will evolve if we can reach across the aisle and talk to people and be like, look, like we do you want social justice? Do you want people to like be able to thrive and have autonomy and like clean water and clean air and and freedom? Like how how can we reach that the this portion of Americans who are, you know, more conservative but remotely open minded? I think that's just gonna be the struggle yeah. in the next couple of years. Yeah, because all that shit is learned. You learn to be hateful. I think you learn by your parents or you learn by whoever's in front of you and you learn by the examples that are set for you as a kid. Uh, and I don't think they're being, to them, they're not being hateful. Exactly. They see us as like, you know, people who have lost our way and aren't mm-hmm. like, I guess, ted- like tied to Jesus's teachings were just so fucking ironic because yeah. what, like Jesus would have been like a Jewish Syrian refugee. Or yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't know. My, you just wouldn't have been allowed my, my in the country. My very Christian and they're, you know, the, the church right now is... 
you know, they've gone to all the marches and it's about inclusion and compassion and, you know, that they don't read um, the New Testament in this very angry, hateful way because that's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus seemed like a pretty cool dude. He was very relaxed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus smoked that ganja. Was he though? Like, okay, so here's my thing. (laughs) Was Jesus uptight? After this election has fundamentally changed, like how I view human history and like, in like 2000 years from now, are people going to think like Trump is a savior because like the winners write the history books? And like, what if Jesus, and this is like a, just a thought. Sure. Don't get mad. <laughs> I don't. We're going to nail what you if to Jesus my was just some like foot fetishist narcissist who just like loved massaging people's feet. Yeah. <laughs> and like, cause like, honestly, if you care about poor people, like you're going to like, like touch, like if you want to like help people, like you're going to touch parts of their body they can't reach. Like not necessarily their feet. Sorry. I'm just well, we working talk- out a bit. I think it's about like, what if Jesus just had a bottle of Tylenol and he like healed people, but they were like, this is magic. Yeah. But something. I mean, regardless of, I mean, no, the if I take the other side of it, it's it, during sense. this period of time when there was like such a class system and yes. people, no, you're totally right. And said everybody's this, <laughs> basically what he said was everybody deserves Treat other people as you would like to be treated. Yeah, which at the time it's was like a good huge. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> that was mind blowing. Yeah. You are even if you don't want to believe right. that he was healing people or like, and his best friend was a hooker, which has been so Love nicely that. cut out. Love that. Um, he was, you know, he was hanging out with a woman as his like, you know, major consigliere. Um, <laughs> and they've somehow lost her book of the Bible, but um that at the time was a revolutionary act, and it's like the opposite of the way Christians are behaving in. Then there are some, like I did a Planned Parenthood benefit and there was like a Catholic priest who came up after and was like really like nice. And it was really cool that there's like Catholics for choice. There's yeah. nuns on the bus. Remember those nuns on the bus? Yeah. We're like, hey, we're just here to feed the poor. Oh, like, that rules. I remember, yeah, somebody emailed us that were, they said that they are, they are Catholic and they are part of the Catholics for, for uh, Catholics that are pro-choice. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. I love and we that. We need more of that. There's yeah. a group called Faithful America and um, they... I think it's, well, they're predominantly Christian, but they're obviously, I think being part of a, any religion is recognizing other people's religions as equally important. And they're talking about how, you know, standing out against particularly the Muslim ban and how mm-hmm. um, churches are supposed to be sanctuaries and they're doing a lot. Or they're yeah, that's to great to lot. see. I'm going to start Jews against Kuz. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I love it. I love it. I'm just like against Kuz. You I know? think it's very solid. <laughs> also against Kuz, unless the military wants to step up right now. I, um, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I take that back. I, um, <laughs> I was kidding. I, uh, Back to what we were saying earlier with the pro-choice, I think that essentially at the bottom of it, it's the it's just basically people fe- saying like what it is at its heart is people saying like women can't make decisions for themselves. I mean, that's, that's what it feels mm, like that's, to me. It's what degrading. it is. It's but degrading. then you're not allowed to take birth. Men don't want to take birth control. We right. can't have birth control because the ones that did were like it made me too emotional. I I'm don't like, want fuck that. you. I it's have threatened like, people's lives when I was on birth control because it made me nuts. But I kept like oh, so like, we get the, the government out of our not. lives except wombs. Yeah, it's so. It's that's essentially what. Who's that man who recently said that women are just hosts? Oh, the Westworld. He liked Westworld. Who's that fella? Yeah. Was in, was oh, I remember that really? article. That sucks. Now, Aaliyah, you do a lot of work with uh, <laughs> Lady Parts it. Justice, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Liz Winston, for your uh, listeners, she was on a while ago. Uh, I love her. And no, what do you, how do you, like, what kind of work do you do on the day to day? And specifically, like, I'm interested in, like, how your organization handles a 
women especially who are anti-choice and is your goal to try and just get uh funding is it to get safety is it to get the word out there that people should have decisions about their own bodies um well originally it was like uh we were doing comedy sketches to uh find funny ways to let people know what kind of laws were happening or bills that were trying to be put out in different states and now i think that um and we'll go state to state with doing comedy shows and talking about it. And that's the part that I'm involved with. And mm-hmm. now I think Lady Parts Justice League is starting to go to clinics because, you know, there's Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and they're awesome. And then there's also all the other Title X clinics that are independent clinics that do the same things. Um, but so they need, you know, help and recognition. Um, so Lady Parts Justice League is starting to go to those clinics and seeing what they need, helping oh, out. Because, nice. okay. um, you know, the doctors are... under fire and you know they have people standing outside and you know states with all the trap laws like they'll change it to be like oh you can only be open if your you know grass is a quarter of an inch Mm -hmm. long and you have like seven places for ambulances even though that's no ambulances and so they're traveling helping clinics that's amazing because like we don't know like when i first learned about trap laws when we had a meeting with uh, uh ashley gray uh, with lady parts justice i'm like what the f-? she told me the grass law i'm like are you fucking kidding me and i've been like my eyes have been open especially the past two years of how lawmakers are tricking us and they're disguising things as this will protect you and that but now i feel like i don't trust anybody and, and everyone's like out hiding can like they don't paul ryan doesn't want cameras like on the floor of Which the house is crazy it's just, like so then Finding we'll Facebook Live it. Is, is so, I mean, it's the beginning of the Control. end. Yeah, it's 1984. How do we fix it? More I women in politics? Emily's list and getting more women and getting more progressive in politics and voting. That's the funniest thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, donate, march, but fucking vote, guys, and yeah. vote in the midterms. Local elections. Vote local, vote national. We have to vote. And Lady Only Parts Justice 50% is a good... 50% of us voted in the yeah. last election. Oh, yeah, so many people I know who are like, people who are very vocal on Facebook, I've talked to them privately and and they were, and they were like, oh, yeah, I actually didn't vote. And I was like, what? And yeah. people never vote in midterms. You're like, especially when people were very mad at Hillary Clinton's VP pick. I'm like, you do realize that when people don't vote in midterms, like she's going to pull, she can't pull a place where the person coming up underneath is a Republican. So if you didn't vote in your midterm and you don't show, like it, it has long-term effects. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you start at the local level. That's why third parties never get taken seriously. Yeah, it's like, like, like now, why don't you vote also, independent Jill Stein in your... is like tied to uh, Russia. Word? <laughs> I feel like she's tied to aliens. Like that woman <laughs> might as well have <laughs> a fucking tinfoil on her head. I hate her. So for real. I really that's why do. when people I are always like, mad at her. I hate it when people are like, are you just voting well, for Susan Hillary? Sarandon is even worse. Oh, like, yeah. she's just so... I won't even watch that new show that I really wanted to watch. the feud. With her she's like maybe Dench, this right? is what the system yeah, needs i'm yeah. like you have like a woman at jfk trying to kill herself because they're going to send her back to like what was it syria or yeah. iraq like this the the muslim ban already has negatively affected people's lives what ice is doing it's like horrible and then you have susan being like well maybe we need a shake-up it's like oh uh, that's anyway. not yeah people always uh when i ever talked about hillary online before the election uh they were like you're just voting for her because she's a woman I'm like i don't like a lot of female politicians i don't like sarah palin i don't like carly fiorino i don't like just like I, th- I was voting for her because she was extremely qualified. Yeah, like she did a lot uh, of. She cool knows how to come from time. Yeah, <laughs> we're 
all so sad. <laughs> I do feel like we're mourning. So I feel like we're mourning. Well, the then it's like you weren't even allowed to mourn her. It was like people no. like it was her fault. You know what I mean? People I was on, I was like on Colbert on election night, which was weird and funny in its own right. Cause like nobody saw it coming. And then right but when we got on stage, we found out that like the coup happened and the camera's in your face and it's just terrifying. But that even, I was on a panel and even like, it's like before the body's even in the ground, the, there were two men on the panel, like literally talking about how Bernie and Biden might be rolled, like should must be freaking out because they could have fixed this. And you're like, you guys don't even like it. First of all, like I hate to be like she won because that just shows what how much I'm in denial. But she won the popular vote. It was like a total coup. <laughs> like between <laughs> Comey came in, Comey, just- Russia, WikiLeaks. Um, I you know I've been like kind of starting shit online, which I shouldn't because like I do like Bernie's message, but also if you investigate Tad Devine and his ties to Paul Manafort and Russia, it's interesting. You know, like it's, well, it's interesting. Not like Bernie doesn't take money from the idea that he's like this. Come on, man. I know. Like this. And it angel. got a lot more hostile than it needed to. You know, I mean, the whole thing. It's like, I'm dating someone now who I found out was a Bernie bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we're trying to work through it. <laughs> <laughs> Do well, so that's interesting though. Like dating, I mean, you don't have opposite beliefs from the person you're dating, but they're they're a little opposing. Well, it's just like a worldview. It's yeah. like, but that's know. okay though to date like uh, somebody that thinks differently than you. Or, on that or level, no. I'd be like, we should narrate like, people. We'd be like, Jenna's face is being like, but is it though? Because like people who vote for, I get, I get confused between like, should I in my head be not demonizing people who are like so? No, but I do so, feel like the pro, like the super pro Bernie thing, and this is gonna get me in trouble. I do feel like it was like it just a little bit. Like my smartest friends were not the people who were like ride or die Bernie. Right. It was more kind of like my idealistic friends, but not the people who kind of like are like high level strategic thinkers looking around and thinking, you know, like that makes sense. So it's like it, it, it echoes other areas. I, sh- I I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> well, it was just like, it felt like the new trendy thing. And I, I, it felt like it was had... trendy. It mm-hmm. felt like, you know, I, I like Bernie. I love his message, but you're just like looking at somebody who's been, it's the same thing of like riding, like Louie had that joke about like, who do you want as your pilot on a plane? Somebody who's literally been a pilot for 30 years. Like yeah. she was present in the nineties, you know? And like, <laughs> I know that there were like outside interests. I feel like she could have been more intuitive just about like anticipating the Occupy Wall Street movement. And there were like things that like her campaign definitely had a lot of faults. Like I remember just Bernie's campaign reached out to me a year, like early 2015 to do benefits for them. And Hillary's campaign, like kind of, I mean, like I did a video for them towards the end of the campaign, but it was like, I just feel like Bernie's campaign was such a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. earlier with like the culture yeah. Grabbing cultural people, you know, and I got the movement. Like I, I support that movement, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. It's still, we, I haven't talked about it in months because all uh, this stuff happened. Yeah. And like the last thing I wanted to do was be like, man, I told you so. Cause like, I haven't done that, but like, you know, it, it like anytime you kind of hear Susan Sarandon talk or like there's stuff that comes up, it is like ripping a bandaid. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like at this point we're sort of two parties. It's like with the whole DNC thing, it's, we, yeah. it's clearly a split at this Key point. Ellison thing. And then it's like, should we, we kind of need to come together because we have a kind crisis of <laughs> we have a crisis happening in the fucking country. It's a fucking crisis. And so it's like, you know, 
that's it's like Weimar Republic pre-Nazi Germany. And in 2015, I made like a jokey tweet about how like the Hillary versus Bernie shit reminded me, not like I'm that old, but <laughs> of like what I had read about the Weimar Republic, a divided left, you know, m- makes way for like a fascist movement to take root. And I got so trolled on Twitter that I deleted the tweet, but from like the left and the right. And at the time, I didn't know that a lot of it was like, paid i mean like there were like so many trolls that have disappeared that had like american flag banners and they're like america my country is and you're like you're russian (laughs) you are not an american person like why are you like maga 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 and then like socialists on the left you know so i i feel like we will step back and like get a sense of how deeply rooted the russia connection is and how long it's been going and how this election was a perfect storm on so many levels including it being the first election uh without two key provisions of the voting rights act like the fact that hillary was a woman and i didn't know until after that we aren't we weren't ready for like a female president Mm. a lot of kind of conservative people like my uncle who i'm not blood related to should have totally voted for hillary because she is a centrist borderline republican but he voted for trump for no reason because he thought trump would be good for business and And then people still acting like oh it's not sexism I know. So you, yeah. both of you are very well-read and educated and very intelligent well, on think politics piece. stuff. Well, think piece. Well, either way, more, <laughs> I read so, this shit out of some more so than bars me. In college. <laughs> more so than me. I scan various... I discourse. <laughs> I just scan the news apps and I go, okay, what do I need to know? Okay. And I try and educate myself as often as I can, but you guys are really in it. What is the... What do you think for people listening who are like, don't give a flying fuck about politics or why or think they Wait should get till involved. they repeal Obamacare or it, well yeah like how can it affect uh people that don't think that think they're completely separate from it in specifically living in America and in what what's a great way like what's a really impactful way to get involved I'm obviously vote and research when your local elections are but like I feel like there's this uh, it's people hard look at politics like they look at the word feminism like ugh, but nah, I think I'm good even if you don't care about any of the things that we care about as far like you know trump's really running on this you know the american worker um but then it's like he's outsourcing he's outsourcing he's gonna open up these loopholes again that the obama administration you're gonna have to not eat meat because there's human fingers in it it's gonna be upton sinclair's a jungle and also like when (laughs) you push that in a while i mean air, water, food, like lack of regulation. Look at like, you know, if you care about dogs, like pet, the pet yeah. food China scandal, whatever, like you, you, we're getting fucked on so many on levels. every yeah. level. So it's and not you, just women's. And also one other thing that we're not really talking about, is like the whole immigration thing. If you don't like immigrants, it's fine, but immigrants are what make this country run. Yes. And if you make a whole class of people not able to access public services and have to live in the shadows, you will see increased gangs. You'll see increased violence. Like the fact that a woman who is an immigrant can't go to the police because her partner is like abusing her. It's just like and holding it, her status over her head, like it, her immigrant status. It is, you don't want to live in a society where you have roving bands of poor people who don't have access to because it'll make in the most selfish way it'll make your life worse you're gonna have to Mm -hmm. and look at our parents like we all have parents that are aging it's like do you want them to lose all their we're gonna have like populations of 80 year olds going back to work i mean Mm. yeah that government is like looting us they're taking our like money our natural resources out from under us we will no longer be like a global superpower if if they're like you know able to continue the one thing i do want to say though when pence becomes president (laughs) which a lot of people don't know about and i'm not a doctor so don't quote me but if you google like apparently so um with acupuncture there are like ways to trigger miscarriages (laughs) 
Really? You can. I've heard of that. You can actually. certainly. Uh, acupuncture I, does make you more fertile, so I, it doesn't uh, surprise me that it could trigger. Well, they'll that. if you Google like yeah. like acupuncture or massage or acupressure for pregnant women, mm-hmm. they'll tell you spots to not touch on like the. It's hundred like, percent true. Hands. I used to work at a uh, at a spa uh, down like down the street, and pregnant women can't get mas- regular massages. You have to have a certain technique of massage, a prenatal massage. You can't, and also you can't touch people's feet. feet. You can induce early labor i lived in eastern europe so these are just things we should be disseminating yeah Yeah. i remember this girl um was pregnant and they didn't have you couldn't have abortions um and she couldn't have the baby and she put a friend of ours on her shoulders and ran around the track until she miscarried did she miscarry yeah i mean this is what people do we've gotten emails don't have access we've gotten emails from teenagers right it's like you run your body until it yeah it's like is this what we are asking women to do to themselves we've I can't yeah. tell you how many times, uh, like one time this, uh, 15 year old girl emailed us and said, I need help. I'm really scared because my friend is pregnant. She can't tell her parents. She doesn't have $400 for, uh, to get an abortion at Planned Parenthood. And she's, she's convinced she's just going to try and drink and smoke cigarettes and like wow. run around until she aborts the baby. And then she mentioned like a clothes hanger. And I was like, Whoa, but people don't realize that if you take away resources for women to have the choice to healthily end a pregnancy, they're still going to have, it. they're still going to fucking do it. That was like a rate that said that abortion rates, when you outlaw abortion, they, go, they up. go up. Do they go up? They definitely don't go down. They don't right. go down. They go down when you have uh, uh, health, health clinics that are functioning and, and not being and health, sex shut education. Because well, yeah. I think at the end of the day, a lot of people, especially young people, are more concerned with like what their parents think and like money than their actual physical welfare. So they're yep. willing to take these risks on their body because they're like, well, at least I won't get in trouble kicked out of my house. Because mm-hmm, that's uh, worse and, to them. And, or they have to borrow a money from somebody. Everybody's just going to have to get an IUD until we get. I know. No. What were you, your guys' sex ed like in high school, middle school, or whatever? I was told that you could get AIDS from getting fingered, and that fucking no me. way. Where are you <laughs> from? from a where are you from? Jersey? No, there oh, was, you're from there Jersey. Was a pamphlet. Okay. Oh, like, we pamphlet? had a, we had crazy AIDS. Um, well, like every Friday was AIDS kids. day. Yeah, <laughs> every no, Friday like, was AIDS. I, we grew up in the nineties. If you saw kids, like forget it. Like that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, oh, I love. There was love some it. movie where it was like it was. <laughs> I got like some after school special, but they played it in our school where like there was two girls. I mean, this is still in my brain. And one girl was like sleeping with everybody. And then one girl had like a long-term relationship. And where then she got fingered once. Yeah. And, got and, AIDS. Right? and then the, <laughs> the girl sleeping with everybody was like, I'm nervous. And her friend was like, I'll come with you. I'll get an AIDS test too. And then the girl who slept with everybody didn't have anything. But then That's the girl who doesn't have one partner. It, no, but this was another one. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a one that they played us in our classroom. Aww. And we all sat there. This was like, so what was Friday. the point? Just yeah. don't have sex ever because it's AIDS. Don't have AIDS or get rabies and drunk driving were the big three things. Rabies. Rabies. I remember this like I have this Don't like when your raccoons kids thing in my head about like a dog at a playground like <laughs> rabbit and like biting a kid. It happened to a guy at my school. I'm gonna be oh, you're from rabies. Maine. It was a like squirrel. Maine is like rabies. There's everywhere. Wait, is, did he die? No, he got that big old shot. Got, like, it's a huge shot. Or you're yeah, like 12 in your stomach or your butt or something. It goes in your stomach. Yeah. Mm. So so that video was he like... He was a really big bully though. So you kind of felt like God was mm. giving back. Ha <laughs> 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 ha Where is he now? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Um, um, so wait, that the message of that video, Leah, that you're describing in high school was like, it's okay if you safe. fucked a lot of people, but... No, like, it's just like fucking in general. Was, oh. Did any of your sex ed cover... F- or any mention of female orgasm. No, that's the one thing that I feel like that needs to be. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. It's all about the sperm. 
That, 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 no, that, because that was a- I also had friends in high school and I was a late bloomer, but I had friends <laughs> in high school who had like sex with multiple people and had never been able to orgasm. And I always felt that if you just know your body mm-hmm. and you learn how to like get yourself off, then like it'll delay. You. Like, cause no teenage guy knows what they're doing. Like right. they're not going to be able to like scratch that itch. You know what I mean? But yeah, I do feel like they need to teach girls how to like that's a good um, point. Masturbation can reduce like pregnancy and STDs yeah, I, because you'll be able to do it better yourself. That's very good. Also, plan. too, mutual masturbation highly underrated. Like I still do it with my boyfriend of six years. It's fun and it's hot and it's like, man, I wish somebody would have brought that up in high school because I want to fuck that my first boyfriend at the age of fifteen. I like, was just dry much- humping a lot. That works too. I should have done that. I tried to make a joke <laughs> about this and it never worked. But I like took my own virginity. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like dating a guy and then, but I was like, but he was like really nice, but he wasn't like my person, and I just wanted to like save for someone special. So like I. <laughs> So you saved it for yourself. I went to like a sex shop and I like bought a thing and just like Good took it. Good for you. And that's what made me who I am today at the young age of 22. I feel like <laughs> far more mentally developed. Sorry, mom and dad, but. I look back when I first had sex at 15, I'm like, damn, that was young. I don't regret it, but I'm like, eh. Hey, yeah, I, I was could, too young. I was like, eh, hey, I probably should have waited. How old were you? I think it was 15. Yeah. I just, at the time I was like, shut up mom and dad. Now and you're like, what the fuck? You're like two. Horrifying to even imagine them fucking. Um, and I don't even think it was, I didn't even, it wasn't, it was more like, I felt like I had to, you know what I mean? It was yeah, like, ah. rip the bandaid off, get it over with because it's like, but then like talking about branding and the words we use and how they affect people, like losing virginity, like that's something that needs to go away. That, that whole fucking term. Yeah. The way we talk bullshit. about sex in general is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And I think it, it it's gotta start when you're young. I had a conversation with my mom the other night because um, she's funny, but, uh, <laughs> I remember I was in high school and like a friend of mine's little sister went on the pill and we were 17 and the little sister was like 15 and a half and she was dating this guy. And I remember having a conversation with my, with my mom being like, Hey, like, what would you do if like, I wanted to go on the pill? And she said, by the time I got done talking to you, you wouldn't even want to have sex. And it was like the most like draconian, hmm. like insensitive thing. But like, I have her brain and I definitely wasn't having sex. So she was like lucky. I think you need to like talk to kids like, you know, meet them where they're at. But at the same time, there was a little, like a little shadow of truth to that. Only in the sense that my friend whose little sister was like dating that guy, the guy was like awful. And also when you are a teenager, you don't know your body. And like, there's so much power and control in sex and you're so vulnerable. Yeah. So like, and it doesn't really provide you like pleasure for the most part, like no. until you can come on your oh own. And like, God, yeah. so I think like there is like, you know, I would never, if I had a daughter ever talk to her like that, but I do think there is something about like understanding like the power dynamics of sex and like how having sex can change how you feel about someone for women and for men, girls and boys and, you know, like sex versus pleasure and orgasm, you know, like all the kind of things we just need to have these open conversations. I don't feel like I had that conversation until I was 30. Oh yeah. yeah. Till today. (laughs) First time someone said this to me. (laughs) Good point, Jenna. That's a really good note. I feel like I learned about orgasms from Anne Rice wrote this Ah, trilogy. Oh, nice. I think it was under Anne Rolliquette. She had a different called The Awakening of Sleeping Beauty. And it's like an S&M book. Sounds hot. Three books. Um, And, you know, it's like these fairy tale princes and princesses get woken up and they get taken to this land. It's basically like, um, you know, they have to be bottoms before they can learn to be tops. And I was reading it. <laughs> I'm reading these books. And I read it to, um, 
I think I read it to my girls' soccer team. I would like bring it to the locker room and read it out loud. I'd be like, what is this? Go check this shit out. And I remember thinking, I feel like I have to pee. Um, and now oh, yeah. I get what that is. Yeah. But at the time I was like, what is that? You know? Yeah. Well, kids <laughs> now have the internet. Like we were in the dark. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have anything like that. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, like I, I think I was like, tw- how old was I? I was like visiting the college I ended up going to in Northwestern. <laughs> I, was like, I was visiting on my like prospy weekend and I met this girl and she was just like, oh, like this, like she just like literally told me over dinner. We were like with a bunch of guys and she's like, this is how you come. This is what a clitoris is. This is what you oh. do. And this is how you come. She just like, was that the first day you met her? She was like, oh, this we is became how you friends. She was really cool. That's awesome. She ended up going to the Peace Corps and like, I should reach out. But, um, <laughs> but it was just like this kind of like, no one, like we didn't have, I mean, we had like web crawler, but like no one had told me that I didn't know anything about that. It's just someone literally sitting you down and being like, this is what the clitoris is. You did da, 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 da. And like, um, now teens can Google it. They have that. Yeah. So it also is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And there was also like a study that said that like millennials are having less sex or like there's mm-hmm. not the free love generate, you know? So I think that's also part of it when you've access to all the information and you're online just googling it all the time you're not out there like fucking people as much but you have information which we didn't have and i think that's a game changer yeah knowledge is power kids can listen to this podcast and be like oh that person took her own virginity at 22 with a sex toy i'm gonna go do the same yeah (laughs) yeah inspiring yes (laughs) <laughs> well, I know it's also, it's kind of scary, which is like, I don't know if like you know, dating apps and, and uh, consent, there's a lot of, there. it's like, seems like too much drama to have sex. Like if I was learning about sex now, I'd be like, nah, not worth it. I also feel like, you know, I grew up in a small town. There was a lot of like older guys buying younger girls booze and, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 oh, you're cut off yeah. from the rest of the world. So it's sort of like, that's the thing to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it, which, you know, looking back, you're like, <laughs> you should have just been, <laughs> why don't you just like pay, pay attention to your math skills and right. you would be an astronaut right now. But I mean, that was like, <laughs> you know, that was, I didn't know any better. That yeah. was like the thing that you did. That also mm-hmm. goes back. I want to tie it back to that girl's episode. Yeah, I was going to say power dynamic. Power dynamic. A couple things like when we were coming up in our 20s, like every older guy comic, like kind of not everyone, there are some that are mentors and avuncular was a term that I used uncle like which but a lot of them weren't they were like when I was coming up there were a lot that when you're young nobody knows who you are they're kind of like prey on you and like on their end of the spectrum like they're going through divorce or they're single and they see this like young girl comic who gets what they do so they like think impressed by them impressed by them so they want to and they want to be adored so you don't want to deny their own like romantic or sexual interest but at the same time like we all got preyed on and like you know I was all through my 20s I was like, I want to be you. I don't want to fuck you. And I like never messed with anybody, but I saw a friend, you know, like you were all human at a certain point. You don't want to yeah. be like so guarded and prude, but I will say one, th- I want to say a Gloria Steinem quote, <laughs> which is that if uh, women could sleep their way to the top, there'd be more women at the top. <laughs> so such a good quote, but also like, I, I do think that that conversation that like Lena initiated, initiated with that episode is so critical because it, it just like, cause it's like, you know, I've been, I'm like, have uh, you been preyed upon? Like, and, 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 and have succumbed to it. I have, I don't even want to talk about it publicly. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but like, yeah. have I dated people that I want to be like in my world? Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Have I felt weird about it? Like, I, I mean, yes, but it also was like when I was older, like I really, in your twenties, like I remember being with a guy comic and we were at this comedy salon and we were talking and I had a crush on him. Nothing ever happened, but I remember we were walking out and he's like, are you walking out? And I was like, you go ahead. 
Because I don't want people to see me walking out with you. And he made fun of me for and that. And why? Why? It, I, because I, I when you are a but... girl who people just don't know yet, you are all, even when I go to the and set, you're seen walking out with a bigger comic, the assumptions that, that you're fucking. Makes. Yeah. And now it's even funny because now like I when I perform at the cellar or like I go there, people will assume I'm a girlfriend and I'm like flattered by it because <laughs> I'm 34 <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. But I'm also <laughs> like, I mean, I've done shit. Yeah. But um, in your 20s, you're just trying to I think for young female comedians are in any industry you're trying to make a name for yourself you're trying to be taken seriously yep you are just vulnerable you I mean like and it's it's such a it's such a balance too like with us like I mean like in in stand-up the way that young stand-ups get to that next spot is by touring with an older stand-up well when they're like the majority of older stand-ups are men and the women who are who have arrived have had to fight as the only woman Mm -hmm. and aren't really rewarded when they mentor younger women because it's like they they don't want like a woman to open for a woman. There's all sorts yeah. of, com- there's well, all sorts a of lot shit. of places will be like, don't bring a girl. Don't bring a girl. It's really? very hard. Yeah. Like Damn. I do stand up, but like stand up is not at all or ever has been how I've really made money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For a variety of reasons. I also like joke about abortion and unfunny, like whatever, but um, <laughs> I'm unfunny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, It's cause I'm not funny, but um, men help other men Men help other men yeah. intuitively. And even if men help you, there's always like, a there's thing. always an angle and it's, and whenever, and I it's see like, an older male comic with a younger male comic. I'm like, and it's a genuine help. I want to help. And even you. if a guy wants to help, he's like, but my what? You know, like there's yeah. always a thing. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's I, real weird. But I, women have to help each other because that's we have and, to. And I think like men, like I've had some of my best mentors have been men, and they really have helped me. And they're like, and they've never hit on me. You know, so I've had male mentors get like you know help me. So I do think you know, and they're a little bit few and far between, but like Judd Apatow is a good example of a mentor of a guy who has helped so many women. He has, and he won't shut up about the Cosby stuff. He he always talks about it. And I love him in a very like avuncular, like cool way. He's really mentored. You know, there are like a lot of people like that, like John Stewart hired me based on my potential, not on my experience, which is key because women don't get hired. So I'm not, so, so men personally have been like critical in my success, but I just think it's like these discussions we need to kind of have to have men who are like not bad dudes, but think that they, that they could date a girl half their age who's in their industry kind of pause and be like, maybe I should not make that overture. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should get to know her. Because there is a power dynamic that I might be oblivious to. Yeah. Maybe if that guy were a little bit more sensitive or knew about these things because he watched that girl's episode, like maybe that's... <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I, that they got that more. I think that in what you're saying, the pine, uh, power dynamics in general, we're raised in this way because before I did comedy, I was dating a musician and I was in my 20s. So I was in this place that I, I realized we do have this way where... Um, I feel like we're brought up in a way where it's like the men are the thing where you are saying, I want to be you. And then as women, it's sort of like, we see women um, gravitating towards men who are this thing. And then mm-hmm. the women are supporting them. Right. It's like behind every great man is oh, a great go- woman. So true. And it's like, we want to be the great person. And yeah. it's like, we're, we're fighting to switch the that system. Yeah. To be like, we get to be that too. And then we're in this really weird place where we just have to push so hard to because it, it's not just at, at the political it's in personal relationships it's, it's mm-hmm. there was like this study about uh five and six-year-old kids and i'm gonna maybe misquote it but the general gist was like they asked five-year-old boys and girls like are you smarter than the amount you work or something um and or or do you work harder than you are smart and at five gender 
didn't matter. All the kids were like, I'm smarter than the amount I work. And then at six, you saw the girls for the most part, take a step back and be like, I work harder than I am smart. Mm -hmm. And there's like this idea that like, you know, girls mature faster than boys, but boys catch up. And then after the election, part of me was like, do boys catch up or do girls just like mute ourselves our whole lives to try to accommodate like this patriarchy? We mute ourselves. But I I remember being told I was bossy and you know what I mean? And getting slammed down by women as well, because everybody's in this structure we've set up and then feeling bad. Oh, I have too many opinions. I have too many. You Mm. know what I mean? And really, like you're saying, muting yourself. And then you get older and you're like, now I have to undo all of that. I know. Yeah. I used to like hold back, like being funny in middle school and stuff because that was seen as like more of a masculine quality. So I'm like, oh, I need to be like ladylike. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But no, what you were just talking about, about uh, behind every man is a great one. I was thinking about that in depth yesterday Mm. and kind of just running through my head that like truly every great man, you're like, oh, my God. But his wife or his girlfriend is this awesome person. And you look at all the great artists like Jackson Oswald has the best. I was at the Guggenheim. That's why I was fucking thinking of it. And then I Jackson Pollock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then all these. And then I was going through great women in my head and I was like, they're all single. What the, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know a ton of really powerful women with this like great support structure where it doesn't feel like a puppeteer in a marionette. Yeah. Were you talking about the editors bit, bit that, the movies that, are all directed Patton by men Oswald and edited by women? It's so good about, about like yes. so male good. directors and female editors and looking at just like how. When he goes, you something with what I did. Okay, honey, you is go sit in a room special? and I'll take care of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It is like it's the so best. Good. Patton's a great ally to women. I even just was watching the CNN uh, history of comedy thing. And oh, the set episode two is about the funnier sex, obviously about women. And uh, Patton Oswalt is like one of the few dudes who's just like, what the, why are we having this conversation still? I feel like in comedy, there, there are a lot of men that I consider, you know, I have male friends um some of my <laughs> greatest so great and they treat me just like a a person, a, a, person, yeah. a comic yeah. you know what i mean and then when people come in i feel to the community and call you babe or whatever you you realize oh i you know you realize it is possible to just have somebody talking to you about your comedy you right. know what i mean and there, it's, it's not shifted. a pipe i think i don't think people are bad i think people just like like all of us on every issue you know we just kind of need to be educated and like even at the comedy cellar when i first went there when i was younger versus now and i'll be mm. at the comics table the guys who are like the comedy cellar is like this kind of like masculine hub of like male energy they're more respectful like they used to like kiss me on the cheek and now they're just like hey and it's like, good. Like, I yeah. don't I don't necessarily want to be kissed and touched every time I go into a work environment. But I do think it's just like people getting up to speed, listening to podcasts, having conversations yeah. about this kind of stuff kind of is like how I think we evolve. Yeah, because they're not necessarily shitheads. They just, they don't know. Like you said, sure. like, that's why talking about it is oh, it's Will so Will you vital. go places to do comedy where they haven't had a woman headline? Yeah. Yeah. It, or like every time Corinne, when Corinne and I have been touring a lot and then we go in the green room, there's all these pictures of comics and they're like, all dudes. All like, dudes. Oh, man. And then sometimes they'll like throw in one woman. Yeah, just like there's someone like a says Roseanne something. or a Kathy Griffin. You're like, <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys want to say? We have to wrap up. But if there is like anything else, oh, there you was wanna... one thing about the women being single, I think is like, and this is a larger conversation, but you know, I have like not really had a boyfriend since I moved to New York. Like I've dated, oh, yeah, you're telling me, yeah. but I haven't like had a boyfriend. 
and like since the election and realizing that it is Handmaid's Tale and like our ba- our bank accounts might get frozen soon, it's like <laughs> made me like pair bond a little bit more. But I think like, and we don't talk about this, like the many, many tremendous compromises women make or that we're maybe even hardwired to make for our partners. The best example is like birth control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like we can have this conversation later, but I think that's really hard if you are a woman and like your career is as important to you as a person or a partner, which that's never portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. Like a woman oh, well, you're portrayed as bad if your you're bad mom, wife comes. But you're not over. a bad dad. But it's not like I'm career obsessed. It's like I have a pa- I find passion and purpose in my work, just that I in the same way that I would find in a partner. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of compromises women have to make, mothers have to make. I mean, it's like prohibitive to success in Marcia Clark, world. baby. Oh man, All day. I feel like I really lucked out because my parents are so. You know, my mom is right out of the '70s hippie. My mother's never worn underwear. Um, and Aww. if you met my mother, she would let you know that it's like a capitalist <laughs> way to ruin women's uh, pH. But she, I my parents really split the labor in the house, nice. which is, it's, you know, it's unpaid labor. It's if people are expected to keep a home, you're taking, you. I agree with you 100%. Like you have to dedicate yourself to your thing. And you, obviously you want to make a relationship work. You both have to find time, but it's always women who are expected to, to so compromise a little sacrifice. bit more. Yeah. So mm. you have to find a person who hard. is willing to, because I think probably they won't come into it realizing it. That should be a dating to, site. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. But my mom and dad have really, found a way and so I feel like I was lucky to be raised with seeing that that, and just so taking that as normal so I'm like why would I do why would I stay home why would I do more Mm -hmm. you know I'm not gonna you you know yeah Men who compromise. Compromise. <laughs> I like. That. I think women Love have been doing trying man. to do too much. So I think the new feminist like slogan should be "Why would I do more?" I really like it. <laughs> You're gonna run with so it. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It, I'm, yeah. happy, I'm happy if it doesn't get done, but I'm yeah. not gonna fucking do it. Yeah. You know. Yes. And I'm not it. gonna feel bad about it. Either. Take like a pill yeah. that fucks with your entire like psyche and your brain so that yeah. he can come inside you. It's like yeah. And then I'm real fun, guys. <laughs> no, but I feel the same way. I'm like the birth control part of it is just that I'm I'm bloated and cranky and angry and not horny and dried up, and that's why I don't want to have sex. It's not because the fucking pill is preventing a sperm from fertilizing a fucking I, egg. I have a new joke <gasps> about how I got the IUD, so I don't do any cleaning because that's <laughs> and it's real. Like I won't touch a fucking dish. I don't do the fucking bathroom <laughs> ever because, since the IUD. Yeah, because is if I'm painful? taking the birth control, oh. then I'm that's that's one that's yeah. work. That's, that's your um, contribution that's to the household. Contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't clean shit. <laughs> that's great. I feel like that's fair. I think it's fair. Great. I didn't do we... well with a pill. I do fine with oh, the me IUD. Too. Oh, okay. I was thinking of going back on or on, going on that. Um, where can we find you online? Jenna, where can we find uh, you? My Anything Twitter. you want to plug? Or in person. Yeah. Oh, I have shows and I'm doing stuff. But yeah, uh, <laughs> if you want to hear more about Russia, hopefully it's like 80% factual. You can go on Jenna Friedman on my Twitter, J-E-N-A, like fried man. Right. Twitter. Jenna with one N. Okay, perfect. And Leah? Yeah, all my, if you go to my Twitter, all my, my websites and everything is on that. So it's at Leah Bonema, L-E-A-H-B-O-N-N-E-M-A. Awesome. Perfect. This has been fun. Thank you guys Thank so much. You. Thank you very Thank much you. for you sitting with so us. Smart. You're very smart and inspiring women. We yeah. look up to both of you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for listening to Guys We Fucked, the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Speaking the truth never hurts so bad. Look at how far we haven't come. Mom is the word, though it slides right out. Too slow to pick it up. 
keep on without pretend Smile and act as though it's new for you But you know when it began And sad you're screaming you're different But only if you knew But maybe one day you'll tell him But you're smart cause you know Fucked comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapists. For a special offer, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF. Again, that's Talkspace.com slash GWF. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chumpacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.